Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is episode 98 of the Olive Magazine podcast. This is your weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director, and I'll be hosting this episode. Okay, so this week we've got a specially extended chat and a cook-along with one of our favourite contributors, John Gregory-Smith. We're talking all about and cooking food from Ecuador, and John's got some great tips on eating your way around this fascinating South American country. Let's have a listen. Okay, so I'm here today with um, food and travel writer John Gregory Smith. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me again. We've got very um, snazzy uh, microphones this time around, yes. so nothing shall go wrong. Yeah, last, last time we had a few technical difficulties, but um, the, bar- the batteries have all been charged. Everything's as it should be, so hopefully... Um, no dramas this time. Um, though we are going to do something a bit different. Uh, you've written a, a beautiful story for our April issue um, all about Ecuador. And basically we're going to talk about food from Ecuador because you did a trip there where you gathered all of these recipes for us. And then we are going to do a live cook-along of one of the recipes. Yeah. Can't wait. For... Uh, <laughs> we've just been talking about old cook-alongs as well. <laughs> can go wrong, so yeah. let's see. <laughs> but it's, a, it's a first for the Olive Magazine podcast, so let's see how it goes. Love it. So Ecuador, I mean, what, what sort of drew you to that place? Because, I mean, South America has always been quite... Um, attractive hasn't it but um ecuador i knew nothing about it until i started reading your your Mm. recipes i have to say i didn't either and what drew me to ecuador was galapagos oh yes it's yeah something i've been obsessed with for ages um from just looking at pictures and and just being interested in it and then Mm. it sounds really stupid but master and commander that amazing (laughs) when they got out those uniforms yeah and they they like get out and they kind of walk on the land yeah and they did film some of it uh on isabella island and i remember watching that just thinking i've I've got to go there it looks so cool so i was very lucky and got to do a trip um starting off in galapagos yeah which is just so you landed in Galap- Galapagos. Yeah, it's a right old schlep though. So you have to fly from here to, to Bogota. Yeah. Bogota to Kilaguila. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's obviously not called that. It's called Kilaguila. 
if you Google it, there's a place that you fly to in Ecuador. I can't yeah. say the name, obviously. And then you fly again from there to Galapagos. Wow. So it's quite a trek. But the trek is why it's so unique. Because mm. it's just these low, little islands in the middle of nowhere mm. that have just been left untouched. They're totally weird looking. Yeah. Like black volcanic islands, but with lush rainforests. And then white sandy beaches, crystal clear waters, and this bizarrely wonderful marine life. Yeah. That is why I wanted to go, and that was a huge tick. Then, by default, I had never thought about the food of, no. of being there. I just It wasn't even on my agenda. And it was when I was there that, obviously, I'm kind of greedy, that yeah. you want to be fed well. <laughs> the best people are. Yeah. <laughs> and then the food sort of started unravelling as being this quite interesting yeah, it's, cuisine. Yeah, because just so people know geographical-wise where it is. So it's, it's the west coast of South America yes. in between Colombia and Peru on yes. the coast. So it's like a little kind of V-shaped. Yes, and it's coast and then right up into the high Andes and, mountains. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the Amazon and then the rainforest Amazon Basin, as well. Yeah. So it's got those. And the Galapagos Islands belong to Ecuador. Yes, yeah. so it's Galapagos region. So they're, they're actually like three or 400 miles off the coast. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not like it's just a hop and a skip yeah. and a jump away. It's quite far. It's like a sort of two, three hour like mini yeah. plane ride. <laughs> and again, I didn't know this. Yeah. I just thought you'd get, a, you know, like a 20 minute flight or a yeah. boat over there, but you don't. And it's very protected. They only give away a certain amount of visas to tourists. Wow. So it's really kind of kept control. As it should be. Yeah, yeah. which kind of yeah. makes sense when you're there. And it is wonderful. Really cool place. Giant turtles? Is that Galapagos? Tortoise. Tortoise. Do you know what? They were the most boring <laughs> of all the animals. Oh, no. So when I saw them, I was expecting giant, like <laughs> my size whoppers. <laughs> they're, they're all right. Not big enough like, for you. No, they weren't. They were sort of like... About a metre high. That's quite big. I mean, you know, it's smaller than like a little garden thing, but I just, I don't know, I was slightly underwhelmed okay. by them. I was expecting like, as a, yeah, like real whoppers. And they, they don't do much. They, <laughs> <laughs> like they'll, they, they oh. kind of just eat a bit of grass and sort of stare at you yeah, and that's it's it. It's kind of in their nature to just mm. waddle around. What, what's the, what was the best? The other, so from... the, like, they sort of put those boring ones to one side. All the other animals were amazing. Like, yeah. I'm not into birds. Birds were fascinating. They've yeah. got the herons. They've got the flightless cormorants. They've got hilariously named a load of birds called boobies. Oh, and yeah. So a lot of people spend their time <laughs> going, oh, boobies! And, you know, I still found that really uh, highly amusing when I was there. Um, <laughs> then they've got the iguanas that are so oh, weird. Oh, yeah, the crazy iguanas. Yeah, and they're like little mini dinosaurs and they just scuttle along and they spit as well. It's quite weird. And then they just plop into the water. Yeah. And they swim like, you know, like old ladies swim in swimming pools yeah. with their heads Keeping up. Keeping their hair yeah, dry. that's how they swim. It's so weird. And then you've got the, like, the sea lions are just gorgeous. They're mm. like little puppies and they're all so cute. And when you swim, they play with you. They totally oh, swim wow. around you. And they're like, chase me, chase me, chase me. And then sharks everywhere. Yeah. But like really friendly, lovely reef sharks. I'm sure some of them are not that fun. But the reef sharks, the white tips... Um, grey tips they're kind of small and they just sort of swim around you wow. it's just incredible <clears throat> really cool so not scary I, don't, I little, didn't find them no. scary at all I thought they were fascinating yeah so what was the first thing you you kind of ate that made you that made you go wow this is quite different yeah. to what I was expecting so the first thing was we were staying in this beautiful um lodge that was like tented lodge in the middle of nowhere yeah. totally stunning and we'd had a kind of like western dinner the night before so I just mm. assumed it was that gonna was be kind of, of what we were yeah. going to be eating. And then the next morning for breakfast, I'd expressed a sort of interest in food. So they said, look, come and see the chef and he'll make breakfast with you. 
and I, I was kind of thinking it's going to be like a buffet style or whatever, mm. and but I've got to say yes because I've agreed to it. Got out, went to see his chef, this ginormous guy, and um, he was, right, we're going to make this coastal dish called trig- tigrillo, yeah. which is what we'll do today. We're going to make it today. And it's like mashed plantains <laughs> yeah. with cheese, bacon, spring onions, paprika. I mean, all big ticks <laughs> all so far. All the best things. Yeah, and they actually deep fried their plantains oh, and okay. then mashed them oh and then God. refried them. Okay, proper. And, you know, my, I could hear my heart <laughs> fluttering as I was, like, looking at it. Yeah. And so you make this sort of essentially like a plantain mash with yeah. goodness in, fry it till it's really crispy and then serve it with eggs. And But they put little sort of subtle things in there to make it really... Um, rich and calorific yeah. like peanut butter yeah, and cream yeah a great one yeah. and it's, it, it sounds quite weird but actually it makes loads of sense and the point being if you're out on the boats all day or mm. you're working the farms you need a heavy amount of calories because Ecuador is very <clears throat> high so this is kind of carbon fat loading yeah, for the day yeah so you'd basically. eat that and you, yeah. you know off you'd go for your day's work and yeah. it was stunning and yeah. I was kind of like wait a minute this is I've never seen this never heard of it incredible and then two days later on one of the boats, we had the curry, the yeah. uh, fish and coconut. Oh, yeah, because there's a lot, you were saying it, it, there's a lot of, because um, a lot of it's coastal. Yes. You get a lot of fish dishes, yeah. a lot of fish cookery. And simple. I mean, it's a simple, it's it's called um, encocado, yeah, which yeah, is, is like in coconut. Yeah. And they really love sort of paprika. So they use it as a, as a sort of smoky flavour and to give colour. Mm. And it's just that lovely sort of like subtle creamy sauce with fish just gently cooked in it. And then again, they did a lovely little twist where they just grated like a lather of fresh ginger over the top. Yeah, that was a bit that really fascinated me when we did it. Because you finish it and then you just get this hit of ginger when you start to eat it, which wakes up your taste buds. Yeah, it's kind of bold and it's strong. But the creek, like coconut can take so many big flavours that actually it doesn't kill the dish. You can still taste everything else. But I just... I loved that. So rather than like squeezing nice. lemon, you kind of do the little bit, little exactly. hits of ginger, but it's got the same effect on your taste buds. Exactly. Yeah. So that was sort of the, you know, entry level. I was kind of like, this is suddenly quite interesting. Yeah. And then going to the food market in uh, Quito, which is the old capital, yeah. was just, I mean, when, so when I get really excited <laughs> about food, I do yeah, this. I, know, I yeah, like wring my hands. wringing his hands around. And I was, do, I was literally like walking around flapping and everyone was like, are you, are you all right? So I was with a load of travel journalists yeah. who've, who've not seen this spectacle yeah. before. And I was like, no, this is me, sort of heightened, heightened yeah. excitement. And they had like amazing roast pork dishes. Mm. They had uh, this amazing hot chocolate. So obviously that part of the yeah, world. Yeah, because we're hot. just saying Ecuador hot is is famous for its chocolate because beautiful it's beautiful chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. yeah, and the way they served it again, this was so cool. I actually was thinking I'm pitching it to you guys. Um, so you get the, the chocolate sold in bars, like yeah. we would get the equivalent of like an eighty or ninety percent bar of, of cacao, cacao. So very low sugar. And they'll kind of grate that off and yeah. it melt it into some very, very thick double cream. Oh, wow. Uh, and loosen that with a bit of milk and then put in, I think they unfortunately use white sugar, but it does the job. Yeah. So you get the sweetness right. And then they serve it to you with a, basically a, a block of <laughs> soft cream cheese. So really unflavoured. So you melt that in and it just oh, suddenly wow. wakes that dish up. Yeah. Of, like a nice mm. hot chocolate, but it's, in, it's like it's Philadelphia. It's like it? Yeah, I was oh, going to say. So like the mouthfeel must be quite silky yeah. and creamy as well. It was so <laughs> delicious. And again, I was kind of like, 
everything I ate, they'd give it to you, and then there just seemed to be that little, a little, little extra. something extra, yeah. which I just loved. It was brilliant. So, so exciting. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and you were talking about um, keto, and one of the dishes that we've, we've got in the issue, which I thought was great, was the, um, the pulled pork Hornado, and you yeah. said people start queuing up for that at breakfast time. Yeah. So obviously th- those parts of the world, a lot of people won't have ovens. Oh, yeah, of course. So, you know, yeah. you're at home, you cook over a stove or, you know, you might use a fire pit or a barbecue. Yeah. So if you want something like oven cooked, you'd go and buy it elsewhere. And, yeah. and we, we found out about this dish called Hornado, which is roasted pork covered in spices, beautifully cooked, fatty, unctuous meat, crispy crispy top mm. and the guys in the main market were literally because i said i've got to try this we were we were in the market about 11 and all those <laughs> stalls had shut no. and i was like i've got to try this dish yeah. and they were like you need to be here at like seven in the morning so everyone goes before work to get it wow bags it up and takes, <laughs> yeah, it, takes home, it home and it was banging it was so good <laughs> it's just d- delicious and you you get that served with um because there's this great sauce recipe um, called, is it ahi or aji? How do you, how do you pronounce it? I'm just going to fess up. I'm so bad at pronunciation. So it'd be like ah, aji, ahi. Maybe someone can fill <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, um, A-J-I, uh, ahi. Uh, chili sauce, which um, is amazing. It's just um, green chili, coriander, spring onions and limes. But in the combination that you've done it for the recipe, yeah. it just sings. It's just got yeah. this real zing to it. Hot and zesty. Yeah. And you also serve that with the empanadas. Tell us about them because, I mean, they're South America's famous yeah. for empanadas, right? So I I have always enjoyed empanadas. Any, you know, pastry, meat, delicious, yeah. so good. And I really, really wanted to try them over there. And I was on a tour with this amazing guy. It was so random. He was called Emerson and he was like from Boston or something. <laughs> and he knew keto inside out really? back to front been living there for several years so i did a tour with him thinking is this going to work should i be with a local and he he was incredible and i said i want empanadas yeah. so the first place he took me to were these selling these massive empanadas in a market everyone was like all over them and i bit into it and it was like mm, they've kind of forgotten to put anything <laughs> in it and like sort of staring in where i'd bitten and there was nothing there and they're called air empanadas. Oh, right. And the point being... <laughs> it's just air. It's air inside with a very scant amount of filling. But they like the sort of texture. Oh, they want the texture yeah. of the, the pu- like the puffiness. Exactly. Like puff. To me, whilst I love trying things, mm. putting my kind of work head on me, it was just missing a trick, i.e. Like a filling. filling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I told it to him, he was a bit like, I think I know what you mean. <clears throat> so we went to this little like uh, empanada stand mm. and it was really cool. It had like a sort of silver, um, what, what do they call those? Uh, really old school, like retro caravans at the back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like silver foil kind of thing. Um, well, that's um, not what they're called. They're called... Um... Oh, I know. <laughs> you know I what I mean? And it's in yeah. our heads like a kind of amazing truck and it's like silver and, you know, you'd be at a diner Space and they'd have like... one at the front yeah. selling like milkshakes or whatever. I remember it in a minute. Let's fill in the blanks. <laughs> we Google it. And um, so they were selling them out of them and they were just... Airstream. Airstream, yeah. Not foil. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you wrap foil your trucks, food in. Yeah, yeah brilliant. <laughs> and... Um, so that, that they were selling them out of them and they were so delicious. And yeah. I think one of the things that was sort of instantly lovely was A, the different fillings. They had like different meats. They were chopping mm. in things like eggs, cheese, rice. Nice. Lovely vegetarian ones, which apparently were very sort of, that's considered quite modern in that part mm. of the world. But it was the texture of the pastry. Yeah. So it, was, it looked kind of yellow to the so point. It could have almost it? been artificial, yeah. but it's cornmeal. Yeah. And cornmeal dries out when you bake it, but it gives... It 
this lovely kind of crunch. Yeah. And when you cook it right with a filling, the inside sort of stays a bit, um, sorry to use the word, moist. And it has I that... Oh, it's just <laughs> awful. Uh, but it, And it had that slight kind of sliminess, but again, in a really good way. Yeah, because the cornmeal, like you said, we, we tested these in the kitchen and everyone was all over them because it kind of, it stops the pastry from going soggy as well because yeah. it's got a certain amount of like you know yeah. it can um soak it up but um but yeah the crunch on that is beautiful it's and good it, isn't it yeah. and it's sort of a grainy texture but again in a really <clears throat> nice way yeah so i love that before you've even bit in you get these lovely sort of textures mm. they leave a little crimped edge so that gives you a real crunch yeah. and then you get this sort of Extra. lovely soft meat mm. uh i think we've done one with rice as well and yeah vegetables. ours has got um the one you did with us has got black beans yeah. olives Mince pork, rice, spring onions, paprika. So it's really heavily flavoured. Yeah, and then, big and, taste. And it can stand up, the pastry yeah. can stand up against that, which is great. And um, then that like little sauce just adds yeah. that. And again, it, the sauce. It's screaming for something really yeah. sour and something hot. It's got this and beautiful bright delicious. green zingy sauce. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it, they were, honestly, they were so good as well. And they cost nothing. Yeah. So it was just sort of like, mm, two more, please, two more. And then, you know, you sort of stop making eye contact and you just, yeah, just keep eating them. So is the street, I mean, what would be, if you, if you had to describe, you know, is there like, is there like a, a dining scene? Is there restaurants or is it street food and little stalls or, you know, what's right. the kind of. So, I mean, my experience was, was mainly of keto yeah. and, um, what was very interesting in Quito, so Quito is a traditional old colonial city. And yeah. when you go to the colonial bits, it's, it's fabulous yeah. and impressive. And it's sort of slightly faded grandeur and very touristy. Right. Um, to the point, you know, you'd go to a restaurant and everything tasted a bit meh. Yeah. And it's tourist food for tourists. We were lucky we got out of there as well. Yeah. And we went to some... They've got a real dining scene there. So we went to some restaurants that were like very modern... South American oh, food, wow. so doing like cool. amazing, just huge grilled lobsters, yeah. doing things like tigrillo, but really modern. Mm. So in like little balls served with dips and stuff. That again, I, I really enjoyed it, but I was kind of like I wanted the more authentic versions of that. Yeah. So they don't drink either. So the restaurants they love to eat. Yeah. So there is a big dining scene, a big going out <clears throat> scene, especially in the cities. The street food is everywhere. So big there's big food markets that sell okay so you've got like you can get to a market and try yes. lots of different things so every sort of zone of the city has a huge food market Amazing. where you get all your fresh food your vegetables you get your kind of your cooked pork cornados to take home and then there'll be a a level or a section that's all prepared food so you get your pork and rice you get oh, your yeah. different fruits to eat you'd get breakfast dishes rice dishes everything Mm. really really nice sounds really similar to like asia you know when you go to like thailand or something it's the same thing where people are buying stuff for lunch they're buying stuff to take home they're buying their breakfast because it's it's really good value you know they don't have to kind of but it sounds like a similar no massively and then they have these things i'm just trying to find the name i'm really bad with names um so they they have like a hole in the wall food culture and it's basically where you go for your lunch and you, they serve one dish yeah. really, really well. And, and everyone, become really famous for exactly, it as well. And everyone has their kind of favourites. Yeah. Um, and it's called a... Damn. <laughs> Just scrolling through yeah, the I'm notes trying to on find the, the name, iPhone. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's it called? But I think that's... It, it, it's a really good entry level into a, a nation's heart, isn't it? To find, if they've got street food, go and eat that. 
because that's what everyone else is going to be eating and yes. that's what everyone else is rating as well. So as you said, you can get the more refined. So these things are called like huecas, I think. H-U-E-C-A. I probably yeah. am pronouncing it wrong. Apologies, Ecuador. But it's a, um, it's a real lunchtime culture. So, so if they thing, don't do yeah. what we do. You don't no. eat like a sad sandwich no. at your desk whilst <laughs> typing and texting at the same time. Yeah. You go and you take your lunch break. So everyone would go to these holes in the wall. Yeah. And it's a little dining room it's quite it's almost like a supper club it's literally like you're walking someone's house a few tables someone's mum cooking and it's a real thing and you'd get like pork beans rice or always with a soup so soup main pudding for virtually nothing and what I kind of gathered is that is a really big deal and it's a big thing that everyone does in the evening yeah and they were just amazing they were really cool like and you get that lovely like snapshot into the mundane everyday life of a city and I love that if people go to Ecuador you would definitely recommend definitely you explore a couple of huacas yes find out where they are and and also they're quite hard to find as in you wouldn't really know what what they are or where they are but I would definitely like go and find them seek them out they were brilliant yeah just ask (laughs) just ask the local literally so that's what I did I got told about them on a tour and so I was like can we go to any and the guy was like we don't have any time and he just said just ask the local so I asked the guys in my hotel which were their favorite ones oh right and they pointed me to one around the corner yeah and that's where I sort of started, okay. and it was amazing. amazing. The soup was quite weird, actually, I remember. <laughs> but the main course was delicious, and then yeah. they did this amazing just, like, spiced pineapple. It was, wow. was yum, and it cost, like, four quid. Yeah. It was amazing. But that's it. I mean, it's not, you know, it, it, the soup isn't kind of for you. It's because that's what they serve up every day, and that's what people come back Do you know what it was? For? It was a potato soup, oh. and that's one of their sort of <clears throat> signature dishes. And we had one potato soup in a hotel that was so delicious, like... How you could make a potato, potato. <laughs> so good and creamy and amazing. Mm. And I think I'd ordered it on the basis of that. I think there was a choice between that and something else, yeah. or like a corn soup, which I don't love. And it was just, it was a bit like jail food. It was essentially just like <laughs> some grey water with two yeah. potatoes in it. But I was know, like, that wasn't what I ate before. <laughs> You're going to hit some duffers, aren't you? Exactly. But the rest was really cool. And yeah. it was just, it was again, it was more to sort of see what people are culturally doing which was yeah. interesting cool okay should we go make some tigrillo t- I, I think we should do, do it let's do it <laughs> okay let's do it okay so we moved into the kitchen make a kitchen noise Hello. <laughs> um so what what we got in the what we got in the pan there okay John? so the, the base of this dish is the plantains yeah and um what we've done is got two green plantains which have they're the unripe ones. They're the, they're the really unripe ones. Really unripe. Yeah. They've got the best flavour and they're like less sticky to cook with. Yeah. And we boil them in some water for like 30, 40 minutes so they are gloriously soft. Yeah. And mash them with a very handy wooden spoon yeah, so I don't have a masher. <laughs> this is I professional always, cooking yeah, at work here. I just always forget to buy it and I only remember when I'm doing something like this. So these are all mashed down and they look a little bit... Um, they look like um, like chickpea to me. Yes. That's it what it looks like. doesn't look super appetising right now because no. they're kind of a little bit dry. And still, because I don't have a proper masher, a bit lumpy. And you said to get to get ahead, people can soak. It helps the texture if you soak yes. them first. So the guys who told me how to make this, they were really into the, the texture of the plantains. Yeah. And they were saying to get the best sort of creaminess and less... They use the word sticky, but I wonder whether they were meaning starchiness. Starchy, right. To soak right, yeah. them for like an hour before. That would remove starch like it does with everything, exactly. doesn't it? And yeah. you can see actually when you cook them, the water kind of goes almost slightly reddish. Right. So it's extracting all that from them yeah. and then cook them down. Mm. So that would be the right way. 
So that's, this is our Blue Peter moment. Yeah. We've got that all cooked down and steamed. Being mushed up. Obviously, delicious butter goes yeah. in. So we're um, going to add a bit of fat now. Yes, with... and they love cooking with butter down there. So it's and not then... oil, they don't use cooking oil, it's a lot of... Oil to fry, butter to enrich them. Uh, okay. And then here I've got some milk, so it's like we're making standard mash. And then this is where it gets good. It's just peanut butter. A so massive... A massive... Tablespoon of peanut butter there. Peanut butter. <laughs> and actually... It makes sense because peanut butter is butter and cream, yep. salt. So we've done all the seasoning, although let's put more in. It's delicious. <laughs> and then you get that kind of nutty mm. richness that these things can take. Because it doesn't, I mean, I've, I've tried this on the shoot and when we tested in the kitchen and the peanut butter doesn't overwhelm no. it. It's kind of like a really nice background note. Background hint. It's, yeah. yeah, it doesn't, when I saw them doing it, I was trying to figure out in my head, it's Am I just going to be eating peanut butter with eggs? Yeah. And you're not? No. Which could be quite a nice thing. It's actually. nice. Actually, peanut butter, because we were saying the other day, like, um, you know, all the breakfasty things that you can kind of mash up in Asia. So you get, like, satay with chilli and eggs. Yes. And it sort of makes, it makes sense, like, when peanuts come into it. So Definitely. So you've got, I guess you've got to um, taste this and season it quite heavily as well. Yeah, it can take a lot of salt, actually. And I know that sounds weird to say, but that's... You know, they're so bland. Yeah. Um, and at the minute, it is looking a bit like hummus. Yes. Yeah. Let's have a look. <laughs> She's, She's in. It. She's in. I mean, that's nice. So, to my palate, a little bit more salt. Yeah. It's a little bit dry. I can be put into more, a little bit more milk. Yeah. So, so you want it quite loose, this well, mix. We're going to refry it. Right. I think, like anything, when you refry it, it will dry out a little bit and I think to my I just think it could do a little bit more yeah um and the and the the kind of slightly authentic step that we um missed here because John was just saying um when he was cooking with the chef the rather than boiling it to remove the starch he actually deep fried it to remove the starch and then mashed it and then fried it again so you thought that was possibly a little bit too gps up and down the land will thank me for this one (laughs) they um so the the lovely man who was teaching me how to make it um would he soaked the plantains first and then just chucked them in a pot of oil boiling oil and for about 10 12 minutes to soften Mm. them and whilst it i mean because you refry it anyway, you add crisp and texture. Yeah. It definitely added more... Level of... It was just really, really full on. Yeah. Personally, <laughs> I just don't need to... And I don't love deep frying. You know what that kind of reminds me of slightly is um, the first time I learned how to make a proper Spanish tortilla. Yeah. And they stew the onions and the um, and the potatoes in olive oil. Um, oh, you're going to make me... You're gonna go, hmm. That's better, just... It's, that yeah. texture's better. Everything's woken up there with the yeah, salt. I think that's enough. Do you know how they, like, stew the potatoes in olive oil with the, the onions yeah. and then drain them and then add them to the eggs for the tortilla? Yeah. Whereas a lot of people would think it's so much oil. It actually makes such a difference to the tortilla, Massive. though, I think. That's that's one that's one um, example where I think don't skip it because no. it's lovely. Oh, my God, I saw a really cool video. Do you know lovely Omar of... Uh, tapas revolution yeah 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 and he made a tortilla <laughs> and there's all the little tips that i love when you watch someone do it and one of the things he did when he cooked the potatoes and onions mm. he sort of fried them off a little bit and then he put them in the bowl with the eggs yeah. and then he was like just leave it oh you just leave it to soak yeah let yeah let that yeah. soak up all of that whereas yeah. normally i mean if i were doing it i'd be straight like straight in the pan out yeah. of greed and he was like no this no, is all no. about a few ingredients slow 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 and when he cut in you could just see the texture yeah 
so different. I think it was a really cool little tip. No, I had a um, Spanish friend at college who showed me and I was I was shocked. I was like, really, is that how you do it? But um, yeah, it, it will give you the nicest possible mm. result. Okay, okay so right. we've got our mush. So this is now looking like a delicious mush. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just heat the pan with the right gas. That would help. Yeah. Um, and fry off some flavouring. So we've got some bacon yeah. and some spring onions and a little bit more butter. And then one of the spices that they used in so many things was, was paprika, but they actually use a red berry. Right. Uh, and the name of the berry is called... I can't remember. <laughs> I'll have I, to find I will out. Look, I will look it up and tell everyone at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Seriously, I will. And it, so it's like a red berry that's crushed and it gives a really nice mm. colour. The flavour is very, very mild. Very subtle, yeah. They then cook it in oil and so, so it's sort of... The way they'd use it is in, a, like, a bottle of oil that's been flavoured. And okay. the oil and the cooking gives it smokiness. Yeah. We can't get that here. No. I can't even remember what it was called, so I've obviously put it to one side. <laughs> you, but, were, you, you were just like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. We can't get that. Can I use paprika? Yeah. And, yeah, paprika <clears throat> you can use. So that's one of the other flavours. Yeah. We'll just fry it all off first, get a bit of crisp and texture. And is, is, um, is bacon used a lot, or is that something that you've added in? No, pork in so much stuff oh okay so pork's one of the big like m one of the big products that they eat out yeah. there is so a lot of pork but do they do cured pork or would they use the regular pork in their so version of this i actually don't know um the only time that i had bacon was like this and the guy literally just had it and chucked it in and it looked like bacon yeah i mean it was 100 bacon, bacon yeah. and it was like yeah it would make it sense because you would add that kind of and and also if you're if you're a massive pork eating and producing nation, it I would presume. make sense that bacon would be one of your your things. Yeah, I presume. And this will add kind of lots of texture as well. Massive. So that, we've got some butter in the pan. Let's mm -hmm. get that. Somebody's chopped this bacon up beautifully. Oh, well, you know, look at that. Knife skills. <laughs> Let's just get that. It's meant to be streaky bacon, but um, there was a shortage in North London last night. I went to three different supermarkets looking for it. It's like Sunday night, everyone's cleared it out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was like, oh, uh, there's no streaky. So, um, okay, so, But, you know, that's what's great about cooking, because you can just use something else. Exactly. So we're using back. And actually, the, the back has got that bit of rind. So yeah, that's and we've, left all, the, we've left all the rind on. You want the rind coming out. And again, not only is this going to give that nice little texture of bitey bacon, but you're going to get the salt and the, the bacon flavour too. Yes. And it's the, the, the plantains are quite interesting. When you peel them and cook them, yeah. they, we were actually just smelling them earlier yeah. on. And to me, it smelled a bit like celery. Celery, yeah. So all in all, it's quite a strange product. But what yeah. it can do is just take on masses of flavour, yeah. but the texture is so good. It's sort of slightly heavier than mm. a baked, like a, a mashed potato. Yeah. And I think, so all of these kind of quite big flavours are great to put in there. I don't know if plantain's going to be the new kale, though. <laughs> no. Especially if you have to flavour it with this many calories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see, like, pop stars like Beyonce latching onto that no, so much. She is the one who wore the I Love Kale jumper, isn't she? Yeah, I, I don't know what the next big kale thing's going to be. I mean, I don't know. The, Let's like, discuss I, kale. Let's <laughs> just do it right now. I, I, Thoughts? I don't mind it. I'll tell you what I like about kale. I like it when you put it in the oven. You you put massage it with oil, stick it in the oven, yeah. bake it, and then put loads of salt and spices on. Yes. That is delicious. So you unclean it. Pardon? You filthy <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just deep fry it, oh, which is yeah. really nice as well. It's delicious. Um, 
I don't mind it, but I think you've got, you kind of got to cook it or you've got to put the baby kale in lots of dressing and let it wilt down. Or cream, like creamy Yeah, or creamy, or like, yeah, do a kind of like um, spinach. I, I feel indifferent to it. I find it a really funny thing that people have like latched onto as this like mega health product because I'm sure it's no better Farmers than, must say, like, be loving it because it previously it's been like, you know, it, it was never no, like a luxury it. vegetable, no. was it? But what yeah. annoys me is I'm a sort of avid supermarket shopper. Just yeah. that's where I shop. It's where and most, you, I think it's where most people shop, Where you buy it? those I mean, bags of it, they don't take the stalks no, out. No, I, I must... Yeah. And they are vile. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you cook them. Yeah. It's, ooh. And that's such a... I think so many people eat those bags yeah. and think, is this really what it is? Yeah. Like, horrid... That it's not good. Whereas if you are like, if I write a kale recipe, I always say strip off the stalk take, and yeah, discard. Exactly. I mean, if you get, if you are lucky enough to have a, a sort of provider of kale, you know, the, the big in, in big servicing le- your area, yeah, yeah. In, in large leaf form, um, then you can just strip out that and that's quite easily. It's like Cavaliero yeah, Nero, exactly, isn't it? And yeah. it's suddenly really interesting. But yeah, those little bags, like I keep them in my freezer actually, because I whenever I buy them, I use a little bit, so I keep them in the freezer. They're Top re- tip, they last really well. Yeah, and you can put them in juice juices as well, like, like smoothies, smoothies, green smoothies. I'm gonna get a picture of John um, <laughs> looking slightly <laughs> weird, holding a microphone with one hand holding and a, a spoon, microphone in, um... and a, quite a short spoon with the other. Yeah, that's a tiny spoon. <laughs> no, that's not fit for purpose. No, it's a, it's 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 slightly weird. Yeah. Um, okay, I think those look pretty yummy. Those look great. So you've got a nice kind of crispy, caramelised edge on, yeah. the, on the bacon. The bacon's crispy mm. and caramelised and the onions have sweated down in the bacon fat and the butter and taken on cool. all of that flavour. Okay. So we can now pop it into here. Yep, and then we've got coriander going in there as well, I'm haven't we? hand back my mic. Thank you. So you kind of, like you said, adding your layers of flavour and even, even just standing here for the little while we have, that plantain's kind of, I can see it's gone a little bit thicker, so it's really sort of smushed up all those flavours. What we'll do is add in some coriander for freshness. Yep. We'll add in some paprika to give it the colour and smokiness. Yeah. And then we will add a lovely ingredient, which we all feel very strongly about, cheese. Mozzarella. Mozzarella. Mm. And it's, what you want is the kind of slightly cheap, stringy mozzarella. Yeah. So you want that pull factor when, yeah, you, yeah, when yeah. it comes apart. Cool. And I think... Um, one of the other ways that they serve this, so the way we're going to do it is add all this deliciousness into a frying pan to crisp up, yeah. almost like a bubble and squeak, and yeah. then serve it with eggs. But what the other way they serve it, which they said was the less coastal version, so the, the sort of the highlands, was you make it to the stage before you refry it. So you've got all your ingredients in there and you've got this sort of mash mm. going on. You then roll that into balls, like an arancini oh, ball, wow. and deep fry it. And when I had that, they, they make them quite big, actually. But those lumps of cheese in, in the when middle. you just oh, nice, so good. And that sounds like a nice kind of on-the-go breakfast. A really hearty, <laughs> really hearty. <laughs> it's like having a Scotch egg for breakfast, which like none of us have oh. ever done ever. <laughs> I bet we all have secretly. <laughs> well, it's an egg and oh. it's sausage, so it's, exactly. It's, it's kind of, it's breakfast kind of like a breakfast. Um, so I'm just going to sort of mash in that mozzarella between my hands. Yeah, because that will. And it's actually, um, when you think about um, South American cheese, South American cheese is actually quite, it, it's not like very flavorful, is it? It's more kind of texture. A lot of, there's a lot of like, so when I was making, when I got shown how to make this, I asked the guy, 
about a million times, can you just tell me the name of the cheese? And it, <laughs> the translation is white cheese. Right, yeah. That's it. There yeah. was no more, it, what, where's it from? What is it? What does it taste? It's just like, it's a white cheese. It's just a white cheese. And when you go to the market, they have blocks of white cheese. Yeah. And it can be put in things like this. You can put it in hot chocolate to enrich in it. Oh, wow. You can have really? it probably just in a block like this with some salt. So it's just a melty, a melty cheese, exactly. which is vaguely bland, really. Oh, I quite like paprika, so I'm going to go a little bit heavy on that. Yeah. It's lovely. Well, it's really nice, actually. That's why oh, that's got, can be yeah. really good. Because yeah. I think we've been slightly... Over, this this is not smoked paprika, by the way. We've no. been slightly no. overrun by a kind of rash of smoked paprika in the way that we have with kale as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's smoked paprika is amazing. It's, it's got its place, definitely. Yeah, it's like a little barbecue in a box. But it really overtakes. Yes. And I think for... It'd probably be quite delicious in this, but yeah, when you I get really nice. good paprika, yeah. it does have a real mm. smokiness anyway. It's sort of a subtle smokiness rather than yeah. that big sort of sucker punch. And it's a shame that it's been forgotten because for years, like, Hungarian paprika was, like, the, the, the oh, best. Oh, look. Someone sent me this. Ooh. Ooh. Talking of Hungarian paprika. Nice. Janine, look what I just have in my back pocket. Lovely. So traditional... That is Hungarian right there, yeah. whatever that says. That's going to be the, that's <laughs> going to be the stuff. I, I'm not going to try and read that out. Maybe we can smell yeah. that later. Okay, that cool. be, be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love coming around your house. Oh, it's wild. <laughs> it's yeah. wild, yeah. wild. So wild. Um, so let's get this back on. I like this method as well of using the same pan because that's exactly what I would Isn't do. It keep oh. all that flavour? Yeah. So we're just tearing, we're just chopping in, roughly chopping in some coriander. Got very, very good knife skills there as well. And that's kind of, I mean, coriander is, is kind of the South American herb, isn't it? Yeah. I love it, actually. I think it's got, um, it's got a sort of a slightly floral, herby flavour that is strong enough yeah. to hold its own. Some it, people have a, a medical... Um, it's actually like compulsion. Yeah, like yeah. they literally can't have it because of because of an enzyme in there. When when they taste it, it, it tastes like yeah. soap, or it tastes like. So is that like a mild allergen? That's the way your body's saying. Like, don't I think it's it. actually like a thing where you you will taste it and you will taste it completely differently to someone standing next to you. You know, because yeah. because of your physical makeup, it's like I have got a thing about. Um, it's <laughs> truffle oil. I hate it. Well, it's quite weird. It actually it makes me. Yeah, but you know what it is? Mm. It's because because um, truffle. I, I've only been lucky enough to have the proper stuff. Can you hear the sizzle? Yeah, the sizzle. Yeah. I've only been lucky enough to have proper truffle a couple of times. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd <laughs> become a complete diva, rap. and yeah. I would be. But I think um, again, like chefs went through a phase of just drenching everything in this synthetic truffle oil and. Yeah, it's not nice. No, I know what you mean. And it's one of those things, it's a very, very strong flavour. It's Such like a saffron. particular taste. If you overdo it... Oh, yeah, that's medicinal. It's, it, it kills it. Yeah. I'm just going to... I love the way that you're getting it all out with your... Every drop of this, <laughs> yeah. With your handy spatula. Love a spatula. And then I'm just going to spread it around the pan to get as much surface area onto that heat as possible mm. so that it crisps up and... Because it's not going to be perfect, no. so it doesn't matter if it kind of... We're already getting some strings of cheese happening. Exactly. It's making cheese my mouth string. water. It looks so uh, good. Me and Janine have a thing on Instagram about <laughs> cheese, but it's called cheese... Hashtag cheese blanket. Yeah. Check it out, guys. I, 
And we want to, you know, I think we've, yeah. we've done quite well at introducing I the think world Sabri- to it. I you think introduced me to it. I think Sabrina started it. <laughs> Did she? Sabrina Guillaume, yeah. Cause she, she's absolutely obsessed with cheese. And I think she might have started the cheese, cheese blanket, cheese duvet. It's so good. <laughs> and it really is like, you know, when you see those beautiful bowls of pasta and they use like a, um, What are these ones called? You know, like the really... Like micro, microplane. Micro it is just yeah. like a sort of... Like a fresh ball of snow. It's not even that much cheese, really, because it's just really finely grated Parmesan or Gran Padano or whatever. It's like having a salad. But you get a lovely, like you said, a lovely, like, sort of blanket of snowy blanket. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Wow, that's crisped really quickly. Yeah. And are you, like... Because to me, this is a, a bit like a hash as well. You yeah. know, when you kind of, you're turning it in to get the... Do you know what you could do, actually, which would be quite nice? You yeah. could probably just do that and put your eggs in there. Oh, you mean like a like make a, a... hash. Yeah, let's do that. Shall we? Yeah, let's go mad. Okay, let's just... I want to break it up a bit to get a bit more. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture of this afterwards as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just scraping off all the kind of, like, good gold. This is a good pan. Bits. Is this one of your, like... Go to pounds. Yes, do you know what? This is, I think this is just a. Is it John Lewis? I bought this ages ago. But I've got that. I've got a couple of things at home where, regardless of what I'm making, I'll just drag the same bit of equipment out. And... What I like about this is it can take really high heat yeah, without. But it's quite thin things. as well. Yeah. And it's. Th- these are slightly irksome because things get stuck in. Yeah, it's if you got want to tiny burn, little. Good. Little di- um, divots in the bottom. Um, Oh my god, that smell as well is delicious. So when you make a potato hash or whatever at home, and you um, you start to see all the crispy bits, and then you're you're kind of picking it up and folding it over, and and the, you know so so the unexposed bits get to the mm. heat as well. So you're going to end up with sort of crunchy bits and creamy bits. Mm. Like <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having some weird food um, Texturally, it's really it's delicious because it's yeah. got all of the things that you would want. I've, Look at these eggs. I've brought you some blue eggs. These are joyous. <laughs> so cute, aren't they? I know they're gorgeous. They're from Tesco. <laughs> Arachana. Yeah. Arach- Help me out here. Um, Arachana. Arachana. Yeah, they're beautiful. Do you know what? Like, I think eggs have come. Yeah. How interesting that we live in a world where. You can go to the supermarket and get something yeah, not just pretty bland and boring. I know, but I saw them and I, I thought, they'll do for John. <laughs> he only has fancy blue eggs, him. <laughs> Let's do that. Do you eat eggs a lot? I'm so kind of obsessed. Much. I'm obsessed with them. What's your, like, go-to egg? Shakshuka. Oh, yeah, I've seen you make that quite a yeah, few times. I'm just obsessed with it. It's so delicious. I, I've always loved it. And then I went to Tel Aviv. Yeah. A few years ago, and um, this guy who calls himself Dr. Shakshuka um, <laughs> showed me how to make it, and he runs this extraordinary restaurant. It's the kind of doctor you need. Yeah, exactly. And um, So he reckons he's like the don of Shakshuka. Yeah, he knows. and his restaurant's extraordinary. It's like being in a cult. So it's in this ginormous <laughs> courtyard. And outside, a Shakshuka cult. Um, so you eat outside because the weather's so good, but he's got a huge mural of himself on the wall, like the leader. Okay. And it's hilarious. So he's got this massive mural of himself. Then, then inside the little restaurant where the kitchen is, mm. just millions of pictures of himself. Wow. And, you know, he's not a looker, bless him as well. He was a very lovely guy, but, you know, but he was literally <laughs> but like... But pushing the cult of you know, him, yeah, yeah. the cult of him. And when we went there, he obviously was more interested in having his, like, selfies taken. It was just hilarious. Oh, so he's like Salt Bay. Yeah. Or something. But then you kind of think, like, OK, like, cut the crap. How good's the food? <laughs> yeah. It was 
off the scale. Really? And I know some people who've, like, laughed at me, going, I can't believe you thought that was a good one. I loved it. He did it Libyan style right. with meat, lamb, kefta. Wow. And the way he marinated the lamb was with raw onions, so much paprika, so much garlic, just so masses just like of flavour. punch in the face of flavour. Yeah, loads of herbs. And then he would, in a pan like this, yeah. a little frying pan, he would put a lot of oil, quite a lot of oil, and put in the kofta and get yeah. really good colour on them. And, you know, like professional kitchens, they, they can just crank up the gas. Yeah, 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 so you get real. So it's like exploding out. And I'm just going to... Because you don't down. want kind of mushy... Um, Meatballs, no. do you? And no. then out with the oil, Yeah. keep the meatballs in there, and then he tomatoes, peppers, more paprika, garlic, onions, wow. and cooking all that down into, like, a really rich sauce. But, again, it would cook so quickly just because of the, the, like, raw heat. So. Eggs in, finish off, and it, I thought it was banging. Like, you know, like, so much flavour. Yeah. Very, very rich. This is a cool thing. So, like, okay. just muddle the yolks like that, to get the heat the right through the whites so that you don't end up with overcooked yolks oh. and not set white. So, but you, you're not bursting the yolks, are you? No, you're just, just doing that. And if you have, like, a huge shakshuka, yeah. this is where I learned this trick. So if the, imagine that was more liquidy. Yeah. You would run it round like that, round your egg yolks, just so to what, settle the whites just in. Just to describe what John's doing, he's got the end of a teaspoon... Um, and he is I mean? dibbling it into the, the white of the eggs and kind of spreading the white out to help it cook a bit more. But that, that's a brilliant tip for if you've got like a massive, if you've got six eggs in a pan yeah. and you're like, come on. Because otherwise, by the time sometimes the whites set, the yolks are starting yeah. to set as well. And, and that I prefer is it to all done up top as well. Because if you put them in the oven, you've always got that chance of, you know, the yolks going all horrible and yeah. kind you of. Lose, yeah, the, oh, just... Sorry. <laughs> don't come. Don't come. Yeah, um, that looks absolutely You're fantastic. Right, with a little bit unset. Yeah, that, I, I think I, that I looks. I think eggs. that looks perfect. I mean, the yolks are sunny side up. It looks like a face. Hiya. Hi. <laughs> That's this amazing. This is our tigrillo. So this is our tigrillo, which is in the um, April issue, which will be out when this podcast comes out. Um, mm, everyone exciting, go and make guys. it. Yes. And you can listen back to this for a step-by-step. Step-by-step <laughs> um, how to do it and a yeah. few how not-tos as well. I'll, I'll post a picture online at the same time. But thank you so much for chatting to us today, John. So, much, so So many good tips about how to cook stuff, Ecuadorian food. <laughs> and I think you're going to get a few people booking flights over there. because Yes, oh my God, do it. Do it, yeah. do it, do it, do it. It's All brilliant. Right. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Bye. So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you liked this episode, please do head over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd really love to hear from you. For more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. And you can pick up a copy of our brand new April issue with all of those great Ecuador recipes we talked about. Or you can go and download the app version. Bye for now, and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chart. <laughs>